day or two, there's someone that loves this house, loves this house and loves, loves the Lord, but there's a lie in your ear. And I really feel that even the songs that we've been singing this morning have been right. It's almost like you're saying that, oh, I needed to hear that. Every song that's come through is, oh, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. It's what your heart's cry is. And, you know, I'm not going to draw attention to who you are, but I just know that the Lord is saying that, you know, the, stop listening to the enemy. What the enemy is saying to you is about your worthiness. Stop listening to him. Stop listening to that voice that's saying, it's effectively saying this, I'm not good enough. It's effectively saying I'm not worthy enough. I can't, I can't match up to who I need to be. But what we need to see is from the word that we've been getting this morning, even through the worship and the songs, and, and, and I believe encouragement from the, it, God's done a new thing in your life. You know, it, it's not the old you that we're trying to jazz up or that God's trying to jazz up. It's the new thing in you that needs to come forward. Amen. And, you know, that's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And, you know, and, rem and remember, when you read the scripture, 2 Corinthians uh, 5, um, and those verses there that talk about the gift of righteousness, it is that, you know, that Christ was, you know, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins to them. You know, he draws us near by forgiveness. He draws us near. So, you know, you're dealing with worthiness issues. You know, there might be areas of, and strongholds and bondages in your life that you need to overcome. And God wants to help you with that. But whatever you do, don't start or stop his help by not understanding that he's counted you worthy. He's counted you worthy in Christ. You know, and don't let that enemy come in and whisper in your ear about worthiness, you know. And, and tries to make you feel like you're just not good enough as you are. God loves you where you are. And he loves you who you are. Amen? Amen. Let's just be reminded of that this morning as we continue on. It's, just, it's, it's been a funny thing. It's just been stirring in my heart for a couple of days. This, this area of worthiness. And, um, you know, if there's anyone here that's perfect, all right, we, we, we'd love to hear from them. But none of us are, you know. I don't know about anyone, but, you know, we've, we've all made mistakes. None of us match up, you know. God wants to bless us. Amen. Things that the Lord wants to do through you, you would not, you would be blown away if you understood the things that the Lord wants to do through you. It, it, it's so very, it's, it, it, it would be amazing to you. But the Lord does want to use you and he wants to use you as a person of influence for others, for the sake of others. But we've got to get past this thinking that, well, we don't, we're not quite good enough for that yet. Or he wants to use you right where you are for his purposes and his plans and for those that are around you. He wants to use you. And, uh, and one thing that will rob us of that is that worthiness thing. That will rob us uh, very quickly. God wants to deal with that in your heart. In your life so you can draw near to him the bible says resist the devil you know draw near to god and he'll draw near to you and um and let's not let's not uh, hold back on that amen well we're into a series on uh walking uh with god and um not just uh in step and aligned to him but but with that heart to heart connection how many of you know what i'm talking about that heart to heart connection where you're walking very, very closely with him. And um, not just aligned to the principles and 
and you know the the statutes and all those things but but walking heart-to-heart uh, -heart connection that was the goal of the New Testament remember that that was the the purpose and plan of God was to get us in close where he could work from within us hallelujah and um, you know he has a plan for each of our lives and and of course his purposes uh, are to be uh, pursued and uh, we get to see the blessing of the Lord when we do amen amen and, you know, we saw, uh, we looked at Joseph last week. He, he was a great example of that. And uh, so was Jesus, suffering wrongfully, uh, but bringing about salvation for all of mankind. We saw that in Joseph too, suffering wrongfully. But he, you know, he, he, he you know, grinned and bared it, you know. And, uh, and, of course, in the end, we see him even speaking about how the evil that was intended, God turned around for the good. Hallelujah. And uh, we need, and we've sort of been looking through this, we've been seeing how that we need to dress right to walk with God. We've got to dress right. I'm not just talking about, you know, our, you know, glad rags on Sunday or, you know, our Sunday best or any of those things. We're, we're not talking about that, uh, not so much about how we dress when we come to church, but uh, how we dress in the sight of the Lord. Not talking about that, but that. there is a spiritual dress code. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And uh, we've been looking at this for the last couple of weeks. We're to put on the new man and to put off the old man. And that's the struggle, you know, so often as we continue to walk with the Lord, it's just a, how to keep walking in that and, and, and the fullness of that new man that we are in Christ. And last week we saw and we started to look at, because it's a big subject, we started to look at how, you know, we need to be clothed with love. Turn to your neighbour and say, you know, we just need to be clothed with love. It's just that easy, you know. It's how we are to dress each day, is to be clothed with love. And, um, and, and of course, there's quite a, quite a bit of scripture there that actually deals with that. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, and we looked at this, and I want to look at this one again. Colossians chapter 3, verse uh, 14 to 15. It says, above all, clothe yourselves with love. You know, it's like something we put on as we go out in, into every day, which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. You know what? When you're not walking in love, you've got no peace. That'll be the first thing that's out the door. When you're not walking in love, there is no peace. It's an indicator. You know, you feel rotten when you're not walking in love. But when you walk in love, I tell you, it feels good. It feels right. Not here so much, but in here amen some of you know what i'm talking about which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from christ rule in your heart for as members of one body you were called to live in peace and always be thankful you know what we put on every day i don't know about you is a decision i was so glad this morning i had another iron shirt to uh to work with <laughs> and um so grateful to see Rose uh, back home and, and uh, looking after certain things. It's not just for ironing shirts, though. I'll, I'll say that, you know. I'll get, myself in, <laughs> I'll get myself into trouble here real quick. The Lord wants us to make the choice to be clothed with love every day. You know, it identifies us. It's for others to see as well. So that's why it needs to be sort of, you know, bold and, and brash, you know, when we're, when we're walking in love, you know, we need to be able to see that. It's for others to see. 
John chapter 13 and verse 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. It's an identifier, you know, when we walk in love toward one another. You know, the key to this uh, a new commandment is really this. It's the same love. We get it out of that verse there in John 13. It's the same love with which we've been loved. You know, it's that quality of love that we are to love each other with. How does God love us? He loved us unconditionally. Unconditionally. He forgave us. He's not holding anything against us. Amen? Christianity goes to the next level when this quality of love uh, is right in our lives and that we're stepping it out you know, as we should in our relationship with other Christians, in our relationship with others that are outside the church, the Lord shows up. Amen? When we dress up with love, the Lord shows up. The Lord turns up in our midst when we start to withhold those, that, you know, that judgmental thinking, when we start to do unto others as, as we would have them do unto us, when we begin to let go of the little offences and the little insults. And uh, we all have them, we all experience them, but we all have to do the same thing when, we're, when we are experiencing them, as walk in love and forgiveness. You know, even the big offences and uh, the big insults, they're a little harder, but they're on the same basis. It doesn't matter whether it's little or big. You know, someone can be just outright rude to you, and of course the requirement is, is that we walk in love. And when we do, God shows up in our midst when we walk that way, and peace is ours. We keep the peace uh, in ourselves. Wow. Someone says, why? Well, because he said he would. He promised he would. And, and you know, look at, look at Psalm 133, uh, verse 1 to 3. It says there, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It's like the fine oil on the head running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard over the collar of his robes. Second thing that it's like, it is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has bestowed the blessing of life forevermore. A couple of things here, always good to look at Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It is like two things. Notice how these two things both come down. You know, something that, that you know, is, you know, we're blessed with, you know, that comes down on Aaron's beard over the collar of it. It comes down from heaven. When we walk in love, something special happens and it comes down on heaven. It's that open heaven that we talk about. It's like the Jew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion. And the thing I like about that is the Jew of Hermon gets on everything. That's the thing. Even the oil, you know, anyone washing that particular shirt that day for, for Aaron uh, would have said, this oil's gotten on everything, you know. But that's what we want. We want the result of, you know, harmony and unity. You know, that blessing from heaven getting on everything, you know. That, you know, uh, from the, the seemingly the least thing you could do in the house of God to the greatest thing you could do in the house of God, God's blessing is on everything because we dwell together and choose to walk in love toward one another. Amen? It's well and truly worth our pursuing. 
at some point in our Christian lives, we must make that decision to love in the worst of situations. Those moments when we're experiencing evil, you know, that we're encountering evil. When we experience, you know, an insult, deliberate, aimed, focused, you know, you're in the crosshairs and that evil is designed toward you. We must make that decision to walk in love in those moments before they happen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In other words, we've got to be clothed in love. In other words, we're already dressed up and ready for that. That's what we're talking about. Dressed up and ready for it. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 to 9. It says there, finally, all of you, be like-minded and sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted and humble. Well, here we go. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You were called to live that way because God's got something good for you. And you know, the thing that we step away from, the thing that we, we prevent is the blessing that God intended when we do walk in love. God's got a blessing all in store and ready for us that we might inherit a blessing. We see it again that Peter is speaking of blessings that, that come the good that can come out of evil when it's perpetrated against us, when we're even feeling uh, hurt and discouraged by that, such evil and such an insult against us. God wants us to inherit a blessing. And the first step in the right direction is don't entertain thoughts of returning evil for the evil that you've experienced. That's the first step in the right direction. And I'm not standing here this morning saying it's easy. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, this is a cinch. Everyone understand the word cinch? That this is, a, <laughs> that this is easy and, oh, well, you just, 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 you know, piece of cake. But the first step in the right direction is don't entertain thoughts or start to plan revenge and evil to get back, you know. Our love walk is a decision, not a feeling. So, you know, what we grapple with sometimes is, I don't feel like loving them. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, I don't want to. You know, and you, you, you're going through all those emotions of, of reluctance and disagreement and, and <laughs> you know, all of the things and the, you know, the steam coming out of your ears. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's not a feeling. It's a decision. And when we've made the decision, guess what comes? Peace. Peace, yeah, the feeling comes. Exactly, the peace, the peace from heaven. And not only that, but the blessing that we're to inherit. We need to be clothed with love. This is how we begin to walk with God. In honesty. So, you know, what was the new commandment that he gave us? Love. It was love. It was about love. And... Um, and every journey starts with the first step. So, you know, our walk with God starts with this step of being clothed with love and, uh, and, of course, stepping out. And Jesus taught it, you know, this is the way to live as true sons and daughters of God. I know. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43 to 45, it says, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Sons and daughters, ladies. Sons and daughters here. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. In other words, God's been good to everyone and so should we. Amen? Withholding judgment. Such a radical teaching of Jesus. And it flew in the face of the thinking of the religious audience of the day. Loving your enemies and praying for those that persecute you was not on their agenda. It was not how they operated. It was not their function. And of course, it's the behavior of sons and daughters. Why? Because he does the same. And of course, we are to imitate him. We're to be you know, um, imitators of God. And walk in love, the Bible says. Some people think that COVID is God judging the world. But the scripture is really clear. He, you know, he came to save, not condemn. John 3.17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You know, so this is a, a, a nonsensical thinking that you know, these world events are somehow God's sort of starting to pour out his judgment on the world. He, th that hasn't, no. The simple truth that we cannot lose sight of is, is that if we live, when we do, we live in an imperfect world, a fallen world, and the enemy, described in the Bible as the God of this world, okay, uh, the enemy, it's him that comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And we shouldn't confuse that with our Heavenly Father. You know, we shouldn't confuse that. And of course, Jesus said that he came to bring life and that more abundantly. And of course, you can read it for yourself there in John 10.10. 10, but that, that, that life that he came to, uh, to bring was the God kind of life. It's abundant life that we step into and continue to step into when we choose the God kind of life and, of course, to walk in love. John the Apostle. Uh, it's recognized as having some great revelation of God's uh, love, was an author of the Gospel of John and recorded John 3.16, and uh, that God so loved the world. But here he is writing to a sister in the Lord, a leader in the church, and his message is very clear. Uh, 2 John uh, verse 1, it says, The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I alone, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will, will be with us forever. Verse 3, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, will be with us in truth and love. Great little opening to his letter and he goes on in verse 4. I was overjoyed to find some of your children walking in the truth. Just as the Father has commanded us, and now I urge you, dear lady, not as a, a new commandment to you, but one we've had from the beginning. So, you know, he was again reinforcing, this is something that we've had from the very beginning. This is how we walk out our Christianity, that we love one another. And this is the love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the very commandment you have heard from the, from the beginning, that you must walk in love. And uh, good verse, good passage. It's the same John. And this is a little bit ironic. It's the same John, the brother of James, who right up to the time and the lead up to Jesus' ascension and the preparation for his entrance into Jerusalem 
and, and you know, the, all of the needs of observing the Passover and John is still thinking that judgment and revenge and retribution is the way to go. You know, this is how we do this. This is how we, you know, this is God's program. And uh, I, I like the passage in Luke chapter 9 and verse 51. It's, uh, we'll read through to uh, verse 54 here, I think. It says, um, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and he sent messages before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, now that was a, a, a Samaritan bias, okay? They had their own thinking of where, you know, worship should occur. And of course, as Jesus was going to Jerusalem, they kind of shunned him. Didn't really want to know. And, um, and because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem, and when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? <laughs> You know, John knew his Bible stories and, of course, he knew about, you know, Elijah and the fire and, and how he could call fire down from heaven at will. And, uh, and Jesus is introducing here a new commandment, a new age of grace, and the law is love. Look what verse 55 says. But he turned and rebuked them and said, Do you not know what manner of spirit you are of? You should underline that. Sometimes when you're feeling like retribution and getting back and getting some revenge and, you know, getting some payback, you need to just look at yourself in the mirror and say, you don't know what spirit you're of. And it says, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Let that sink in, you know. The Son of Man didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. In other words, they moved on. Jesus moved on past the insult. Jesus moved past the, the offence. You know, there he was going to, to, to uh, pay the ultimate sacrifice for the sin of mankind. And these Samaritans just shunned him. What an insult. You know, what an, what, what an offence. So much so that John wanted to... <laughs> The sons of Zebedee, you know, it, I don't know whether it's a humour thing or not, but after that they were called the sons of thunder. <laughs> you know, because they just had that, oh, get the fire down from heaven on them. Don't come out of that, you know, spirit, you know. Jesus said, you know, you don't know what spirit you're of when you behave that way. And I want to finish today, you know, on um, the first First Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 to 11. I want us to look at this again. So very important. It says in uh, verse uh, uh, 10, it says, For uh, whoever would love life and see good days must keep his what? Tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. You know, and we know that when we talk about going to another level, you know, in our walk with the Lord, you know, and our closest to him, being used of him and being, you know, a, a, a tool in his hand, an instrument of righteousness in the earth today, we know what the scriptures teach. And that there's a sequence in 1 Corinthians that we need to recognize. 1 Corinthians 13, mostly read out at weddings. 
but we need, we, we need to actually get into 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8 and let it drop down into our heart because that's the behaviour of love right there. But then as you finish 1 Corinthians 13 and the, you know, the, the teaching that's there, we move over into 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 and it says there, pursue love. Old King James says, follow after charity, I think. But pursue love is the, is the actual understanding. And it says then, desire spiritual gifts. Sometimes people want to follow after the spiritual gifts before they had time to pursue love. And when we get one out of order, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, in fact, we, we end up sounding like a clanging cymbal because we haven't got the, the, the right motive, the right love. But when we come from that love of God, you watch the gifts will flow. The function, the Holy Spirit will start to empower, you know, your mission, your purpose, your desire, the things that you want to do, reaching out to others. It's a wonderful thing to reach out uh, to someone in love and have God turn up. You know, it's almost like you can go hands off. Because he does the work. He, he, he gets into their heart and, you know, does those things. And particularly when the gifts are operating and you're seeing things and knowing things that they know only you could know if God was there. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. But the first step, you know, is to get a hold of that little member, that tongue, you know, that so often wants to lash out in an insult situation or an offence situation. You know, start, you know, ripping in, as we say. Let's get a hold of that and just stop it. You know, remove yourself from the situation. Do the practical things. Get yourself out of the situation where your tongue could be allowed to let fly. So important. Whoever would love life and see good days. I'm in, you know. I want to love life and see good days. And then it tells us, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it, as the scripture says. And we'll go on. You know, the walk of love is so hard to embark on when we run off at the mouth first. That's why we should clothe ourselves with love every day. You know, it's a preparation for the day, isn't it, when you get dressed every day. We need to be prepared with that clothing of love. The thing to do is if we can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. <laughs> That's, some of you have heard that before. That's good. You know, refrain our tongues from evil. We don't get to walk in love when we first run off at the mouth. When our first reaction is to run off at the mouth, that's when we don't get to walk in love. And then we'll just continue on there in First uh, Peter 3.12 and it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are inclined to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those that do evil. You know, that doesn't mean that those people are, you know, out of, out of, out of his reach. But it's just his face is against them, you know. They, they lose his attention. And we've got to watch that. You know, his ears inclined to our prayers is the result when we, you know, make that purpose desired to walk in love. You know, when we refuse to take on insults and offences, but the result of doing good, you know, uh, is, is clear. It's peace. The result of walking in love is peace in our hearts. The result of doing evil, you know, retribution, revenge, uh, is to be avoided. And of course, when we do, the Lord can bless it. We inherit a blessing, you know, in the life that we're leading and what God's called us to. 
why don't we all stand to our feet this morning and you know I just want to lead us all in a prayer of consecration uh, uh, perhaps perhaps there's some that would say you know I just gotta make that fresh commitment to do this I want to do this word I want to be clothed with love when I walk out of the door every day and be prepared in my heart so why don't we just uh, pray that father again we thank you for your word today Lord, we thank you for um, its work in our lives. Lord, our hearts have been tender and open, Father, for you to uh, work in our hearts today, Lord God, to, to shift some things, to change some things. Lord, for us to look clearly in the mirror of your word and make those adjustments that are so needed. So, Father, we come before you in Jesus' name as a church that dwells together in harmony. Lord, that loves unity, Father. Lord, we come together, to, uh, together and say together, Lord, that we want you to work in our lives where those little, where those little uh, intentions, Father, live around uh, receiving insults and offences and how we react. Lord, we want to be a people that respond and not react. We want to be a people that choose to walk in love. Lord, to, that hold our tongue from evil and uh, deceitful speech. Lord, we want to be that people. And Lord, we know that you said in your word that when we do, Lord, we'll inherit a blessing. When we do, Lord God, we'll walk in what you have for our lives, Lord. And Father, we thank you for um, uh, maybe some hard lessons that we've learned along the way. Lord, we thank you that you've not forsaken us, that you're always there to forgive us and wash us and cleanse us. Lord, we think back maybe on times when our, when our tongue did lash out, where we did say some things that we shouldn't have thought. Lord, we receive your forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. But we today, Lord God, repent we turn away from that and decide today, Lord God, to walk in that newness of life, to put on the new man and thoroughly put off the old man and to be clothed with love. We decide today, Father, from this day forward that we're going to walk that way. And Lord, we make a quality decision in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.